everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of What Tales Lurk in the Dark with live studio audience. <laughs> yeah, today we have uh, Trace's family visiting. We have Trace's mom and her cousin over here. Yeah, they'll be quiet, I promise. They'll be mostly quiet. They might, mostly you might quiet. hear some laughing in the background. Yeah, it's just validation that we're actually funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully they laugh. Please laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's our laugh track. We have a little sign that says, laugh now. Absolutely. Good. So... I'm apologizing to you guys ahead of time for this episode. It's supposed to be a St. Patty's Day episode, but uh, my side has gotten so far left that it's causing me to drink because this is going to be a rough <laughs> session. Well, for me. John was originally going to do leprechauns. Wait, but hold on. Let me. You want to explain I, 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 what happened? So, all right. So, like, happy St. Patty's Day. And for my march so far, a few things got ruined for me. Happy birthday to me, because my birthday is also, well, was the 15th. So, one was, I did not, I found out that I'm not nearly as Irish as I thought I was. <laughs> I'm more English and German. <laughs> but I, I was raised it. to believe I was Irish. I knew it. John looks so British. I was always like, when he told me he was Irish, I was like, I don't believe you. You look <laughs> British to me. Well, I, man. The second is, I was going to cover today uh, the leprechaun, but yikes. It seems like the leprechaun doesn't actually have much depth at all in Irish folklore. So the leprechaun, as we know it, is was conceptualized as an effort in the early 1900s in the United States to fight xenophobia against the Irish. So it's like the fortune cookie of the of the um, Irish Americans because, yes. yeah, Irish. Um, it was supposed to be a positive stereotype of the Irish, so that people were more open for the Irish existence, so they didn't yeah. want to just, I don't know, throw So it turns out leprechauns aren't really Irish after all. No, they're Fun American. Fact. But that's not to say that they aren't really from Ireland at all, mm. because uh, what we have as the representation of like of the leprechaun was from, an, um, from Great Britain, the book Darby O'Gill and the Good People by uh, Her Hermione, he's a guy, hmm. Templeton uh, Kavanaugh. Okay. He, it was used as a skeleton to flesh out the leprechaun as we know it. So, but the leprechaun actually does come from a really old book from the 7th century. Oh, okay. But, like I said, it's not really the leprechaun as we know it today. Mm. Um, it comes from a book called The Sagas of Fergus, Son of Letty. I'm pretty sure I butchered that, but I didn't look up the pronunciation. I'm sorry. <laughs> you never do. I, I do. <laughs> I do. God damn it. Um, but... Here's the real kicker. The leprechaun isn't actually the original name. It is uh, the Lukerpon. I actually learned, like looked up how to pronounce that one. Lukerpon. 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 In Old Irish. And the, but, that was my attempt. Um, it literally just means little body. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Lukerpon is That's literally like little body. She looked at me angrily. Oh, yeah. She's, so she's an angry leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, and that's to say that the Lucrepon isn't specific to the Leprechaun and that there's tons of different fairies and folklore. The Lucrepon were just like a generic version of those fairies, like the Brownie, for instance, mm. which I mentioned before. Yeah, you did. Future episode? Future episode, maybe. Probably not for a while because I'm covering a lot from well, Europe what... and I don't want to seem biased. Yeah, well, this is my first episode 
with something f- f- about Europe, like an urban legend from Europe. So oh, yeah. what did you end up deciding on, John? Oh, I decided on I'm going to continue a little bit more about the leprechaun because I really did want to cover as much as I could. And okay. then I'm going to get going to show you with it's a two parter. I'm oh. covering two things today. OK, OK. Um, and so the Lucapon, like I said, doesn't really resemble leprechauns at all. They, all they tried to do, as we, like, from the story, they tried to drown a guy by dragging him into the water. And then when he, he caught This is sounding them, a lot like the Kappa. Yeah, I know. From then, last episode. <laughs> and then when he, when if they you haven't were heard caught, last episode, they were like, we'll give you three oh, wishes. <laughs> and when they were caught, they offered three wishes to the person who caught them. It sounds more like a mermaid than a fucking leprechaun. Um, yeah. I'm really disappointed about this. Then, but there is one thing I would like to mention about the Leprechaun as we know it. Mostly just in, even though it's mostly just in the U.S., it's a, it's in a pretty weird spot. It's mm-hmm. not quite folklore and it's not quite urban legend, because people do not think it's real, but we still invent lore about it. You know, like we invented the pot of gold idea. We invented the alcoholic idea. We invented they had magic powers, and the most recent thing is that I, I heard people passing around about the leprechauns lore, is that they would uh, hang out at pug, uh, pubs, at pugs, like the dog, but at pubs is what I meant to say, and watches people. And when they get really drunk, the leprechaun will jump them and rob them and uh, then erase their memory. That sounds like another Irish um, urban legend that I was researching about. Oh, Did yeah? you, um, it was, um, oh gosh, I forget what it's called. Maybe I'll cover it in a future episode, but there is actual like Irish urban legend that is um about this spirit that will um if you get super drunk, it like um makes you do like crimes and stuff and will Shit. erase your memory. And um they always say to watch out for that thing when you go out drinking because it might make you get into a fight with someone or something like that. But that's the lengthy way of explaining it. The simpler way is that when you wake up with a bruise or injury that you have no recollection of how that got there, or you lost something and you have no memory of where you last seen it, it's supposedly because the leprechaun did it to you. It beat your ass. It beat your ass. Um, (coughs) But people just, like, they don't really believe it. They just spread it around as a joke. So... It's just, that's all I can really say about the leprechaun. So instead, I'll talk about a different um, Al-Shi, which is the term that loosely references to all the uh, folklore creatures in Ireland and Scotland. Mm. They uh, seem to face, they're also known as fairies and pygmies. Um, And they seem to all face off, like, uh, feed off of the same type of, like, magical aura or quintessence of life that... Quintessence? Quintessence, yes, that's a really old word. I was just thinking of Ultron. (laughs) Yeah, it's used in a show we watched. Um, Some are like the little fairies, which I've already mentioned, but others are soul-devouring, murderous, child-napping horrors. What? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's... uh, I'm going to need you to repeat that one. (laughs) So, some are like little guys that I've been talking about this whole Mm -hmm. time. Brownies, leprechauns, leprechauns, all of those. But the other half is just... uh, Ghosts, demons, fish people that all they want to do is murder uh, and uh, steal your children. Okay. (laughs) 
Are you doing okay, Ireland? <laughs> Do we have any Irish listeners? And they also like to eat the soul. And like Leave I said, comments the on Facebook if you're from Ireland and you like this episode. So give I, us a like. Give us subscribe. a like. Subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Where we don't have a YouTube. We don't. Maybe someday. Maybe Soon. someday, because SoundCloud Soon. isn't that Be on great. The lookout. <laughs> um. So, Ooh. I could talk about the Dulahan or the Banshee proper. But I've heard of the Dulahan. Mm-hmm. Is that the headless? Yeah, that's the headless thing? horseman, as we oh. as we know it over here in the states. I knew that you're gonna have to do that in the future because oh, yeah. it's. I'm a gonna really do good it. Story. I'm gonna give it its own episode, and mm-hmm. like I said, I'll give the Banshee its own episode. But instead, I'm going to talk about a uh, spinoff of the Banshee, the mm-hmm. Banai. The what? The, the Banai. Can it, you spell that one for me? Uh, yes, B E A N dash n-i-g-h-e i try to pronounce it as the proper gaelic would pronounce it um by the way do you want to know how banshee is pronounced uh, spelled hmm. b-e-a-n-s-i-g-h ireland are you doing okay <laughs> uh, and i'm gonna take a big drink of my alcoholic beverage now that yeah I'm um saint patrick's day is tomorrow and we're we're getting started already <laughs> John just turned 21. <laughs> that was a bad sip. <laughs> I tried to make it loud, but it was a mistake. So, the Banai translates as, or Bani, I forgot how to pronounce it right. Banai. Sorry, Ireland. Yeah. It, it's like you got weird words. I'm sorry. Damn, that's disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Sire Island. So, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Ireland. <laughs> Ireland. Um, but it translates as washerwoman. Okay. Uh, ban means, is like a word for woman. And nai is washer. So. Okay. Um, it's a type of banshee that comes from Scotland. So, yeah, I'm really sorry, Ireland, there. <laughs> sorry, Ireland. <laughs> That's kind of our slogan for the episode. Sorry, Ireland is going to be the everything. episode title. Let's just hope we don't have any Irish listeners that are going to be like, oh my god. Everyone's Irish. We're, yeah, worst case scenario, it's going to be all Irish Americans that feel like, like, uh, personally offended. Not actual Irish don't people. Don't call them out. <laughs> I used to be those one. People. I used to be one. So sad. Would you have been offended? Oh, uh, no. I, I, call out, <laughs> I call out American Irish and American Scots all the time, even when I thought I was one. It's like kiss me, I'm Irish. Um, so let's. So how do you know when you see a band nigh? Well, let's make a checklist. Are you near a river? No. Is there? Don't don't actually answer. These are rhetorical questions. God damn it. Are you near a river? Is there a strange old woman crouched near the river? Yes. Is she oh. washing clothes? <laughs> don't even talk about your like, mother like that. Yeah, that sounds like my grandma. <laughs> Is she washing <laughs> blood out of those clothes? Oh. Do they do they look like the clothes you're currently wearing? Oh. If you said yes to all these questions, then not only is that a bad night, but you're also going to die today. You said no to one and then yes to the rest of the <laughs> uh, Then you're probably not going to die today, or it's not a bad night. <laughs> Just an old lady washing out her bloody clothes, you know. There you go. It's okay. Um, but it's not your clothes, grandma. so it's fine. <laughs> but I'll <laughs> yeah, put a it's pen my grandma. I'll, I'll put a pen Don't in that for alarmed. now. Um, so more specifically, 
its appearance is uh from a like appearance from afar it looks like a normal person like if mm -hmm. you just spot her from like maybe like uh 20 meters away you'll just think it's a normal person but if like it may be a kind of greasy looking older woman if you get a little bit closer that's rude but upon closer <laughs> inspection she can wash her clothes she can wash herself <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you heard that but chloe said <laughs> If... I'm pretty sure they could hear it. I could hear it through my headphones. Okay, there we go. That works. So. If you don't, she said, if they can wash their clothes, they can wash themselves. If I hear it in the, um, if I hear it while I'm editing, I'll just edit out this part. <laughs> there we go. It'll just be stupid and repetitive. <laughs> and I don't want to sound stupid and, and repetitive because I'm genius. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We're hearing this again. Okay, continue, John. So, yeah, when on on like when you get closer to it, you'll notice that she is completely unhuman. There is no way this person could be human. Once you get maybe within ten meters, like or two meters, three meters of it. Um, how so differs upon interpretation. Many depict her as like other like missing her pupils. Some depict her as her skin rotting away. I've also seen some in spectral-inspired versions where it seems like a ghostly, angry woman just scrubbing away at some bloody clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most interesting depictions, in my opinion, were those of like where she looked mostly human but with some gruesome features, like large pupilless eyes, a hooked nose larger oh. than naturally possible, a mouth that hangs down to her chest. There's something really creepy about people that have just like all white eyeballs. Oh yeah, it's really nasty. And then like she also web feet is a thing that pops up a lot too. I can, so I mean that makes she sense. Be if she goes in the water. Maybe she's actually like she's just wet. moist. Yeah, she but like. <laughs> yeah, like the, she's glistening. Like a, like a mushroom or something. Oh yeah. God. But like, there, nobody ever <laughs> talks about her swimming. They just say like she looks like she's just been moist this whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, she's a moist ghost woman. Um, and so this is where it's gonna get kind of bad. Uh. They don't always, all right, before it gets kind of bad, I'll just say this. They don't always show all of these specific abnormalities, but my point is, is that they're commonly a perversion of the human form. But this is where it gets bad. Get your laughs out now, because we're not coming back from this one. <laughs> oh, it's going to be rough. Um, the Here strangest being that I've had to read or and see when I was looking at artistic depictions was a hag... An old hag, like kind of looking thing, with mm -hmm. one breast, one nostril, one eye, wearing nothing but a big blanket wrapped around her, and that uniboob is especially long. <laughs> I mean, even though it, even like not all, most of the drawn depictions don't depict the uniboob. That's mostly the written depictions, but they do keep the <laughs> no long part. No one wants part. to draw that. They they do keep the long part. Okay. So I've sadly seen some depictions of the drawn with like six feet of boob. No. Like super long. Never mind. This does not sound like my grandma anymore. <laughs> and they're also naked a lot of the time. Oh, God. Naked old hags. Yeesh. So a lot of the cultural origins I was finding really crossed over with the Banshee a lot. So I didn't want to go too far into it. 
All I have to say really about it is that it's mostly seen in Scotland, but there are decent amounts of sightings said to be in Ireland, and as well as a French version of the same creature, of a washerwoman that foretells people's death. What's it called in France? I didn't look it up. Darn, I wanted to try to make Absent. you pronounce that. <laughs> Absent. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, um, I'll get this part of the lore out real quick. They say she can shape shapeshift into a hot lady and trick you so that she can kill you. Yan, we've been there already with the fish hulk. Moving on. So like a literal like you went out to the bar and you saw this hot girl and then you woke up in the morning and she wasn't what you expected. Yeah, yeah but she like strangles you with her boobs. <laughs> yeah, with like her instead boob. of a rope. With her it's just boob. the one boob. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Like, I swear she looked a lot better last night. (laughs) (laughs) So, unlike most Gaelic fairies, the Bandai was a human at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, To become a Bandai, one has to die during childbirth. And for that person to become a Bandai, the clothes they had died in has to not be washed by the time of their burial. What? That's really specific. Oh, so they could wash their own clothes? I don't know, man. That explains. Yeah, like normally at this point in the lore, I would be able to point out stuff to unpack. Like, Mm -hmm. is there like a societal significance to this? All I can really find, like, or all I can really think of, like cultural like significance, is that it's a weird uh, way to run around superstitious way of making people to promote good hygiene. Like that's all I got. Well, since it's, like, women, does that have, like, any connotations about being dirty or something? Maybe. Like, impurities? Maybe, maybe. Because, like, if you're cursed to be this, like, demonic creature, it's because you're unpure. Hmm, maybe. That's just my two cents. Well, the thing is, is that there's something to be said about these creatures. Mm-hmm. They're not malevolent normally. Mm. Like, and they're most, like, consistent. Other than, like, they shapeshift in the women and kill you. Other than those versions... They're mostly not malevolent creatures. They simply exist to forewarn you or somebody else's death. Um, They do not cause your death. They will just tell you it's going to happen, and then the same day, it will happen. Mm. Like, And how you know and how they know is that the clothes that are washing. It's of those who will die by death. She cleans the blood off the clothes they die in before they die. It's weird. It's supernatural. It's ghost shit. I don't know. <laughs> And it's going to get weirder. Oh, no, this is where it's going to get worse. Um, so you remember all that shit I said before? Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be worse. All right, so this is the like this is the second time in a row I picked a creature that I wasn't expecting to be bad, but then all of a sudden I'm talking about ass balls. So that was last week's episode with the Kappa. They haven't listened to last week's episode because they're fake fans. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so these grant wishes, the well, Van Nuys grant wishes. Well, you just spoiled wishes. it for them. Yeah, I did spoil it for them. Mm. Well, you should be listening to these episodes in chronological order. Some people like to listen backwards yeah, from the most recent them. to the oldest. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they grant wishes. If you see your clothes being washed, that wish better be that you won't die today. Cause that's the only thing that the only way you can stop yourself from dying. But if it's not, you can get anything else you desire. But this is how you would have to get it. 
You remember those long boobs I talked about, or boob? How I could we forget? The long boob? Or the long boobs, because many of them also have two. Wow, okay. <laughs> well, they get in the way while she's washing, right? She's washing the clothes. Oh, no. So she occasionally tosses them over her shoulder. <laughs> onto her back. So if you really want that wish, back boob. you must sneak up behind her, suckle on her teeth, no! and claim to be her adopted child. What? You gotta suck on her back tit? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta suck on the back tit. Oh my god. John's like wiping his eyes. Who comes up with this? Sorry, Ireland. <laughs> I, I have to say it again. Fucking coconut rum all over my computer. <laughs> Sorry, we're not dreaming, drinking Jameson. It's Actually, true. I meant drinking um a gin and tonic. Diet. It's low calorie. Oh, man. So I got one story to tell. And it's actually, you know what? There once was a girl in a small town who claimed to have seen a woman washing some, like, a bunch, a ton of blood-soaked shirts, uh, pants, just random clothes, right? She's just, like, a crap ton, so much she couldn't count. Then not long after, the Fern Abbey roof actually collapsed and killed almost 50 people during congregation. This was a real event that happened in 1742. And this is real. All this stuff is real. Though I should say I don't have, I didn't find any absolute proof that a girl actually said she witnessed Ban Nye, but the stories were passed around for years about this girl predicting the Fern Abbey collapsing. You can look up the Fern Abbey, it's a part of its history that you can find Where is it at in Ireland? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I didn't look up that part. Us, John. In Fern, maybe? Mm. (laughs) Because an abbey is a church-like thing. I'm sorry. Look, I told you this was a two-part episode, and I rushed because I, I was mainly thinking, oh, I'll just do the leprechaun. But then I had to re- research <laughs> the leprechaun. Then I had to research this thing, the Ban Nye. Um, so, and plus, like I said, I didn't do a whole lot of the Ban Nye because I was going to cross over with the Banshee. And... There's, so I'm going to go on to media. I couldn't really find any movies about it, but the couple things I could find is that there was this one song named after this weird booby thing by the band. Oh, God, I didn't write down the band. I wrote down Beans. (laughs) (laughs) Because her name is Ban. Like, like that's how you spell the fucking name. God damn it. All right, I'm going to look up the song real quick. I'm sorry about my mouse clicks. All right, it's by Bones. Bones. I said beans, but no, <laughs> it's uh, this it's the band Bones, and they have a song just named Ban Nye, spelled B E A N N I G H E without the dash. So there's that. There we go. And, and other than that, all I could find was a weird art challenge that Reddit had, where people were drawing like meme vid- pictures of this creature. Mm. Where it was just her running around naked with her boobs a flopping. Of course. <laughs> with greasy ass hair. It's great. It's great. Uh, That's moist, all. I... You mean moist hair? Moist hair. Moist hair. <laughs> I mean, she is always by the river. It's true. It's just humid. I feel bad that she's always washing clothes. Yeah. You know, um, something her I didn't write down. Her hands must be pruny. 
was that she uh, the only way for her to escape this fate or actually it's not that she is she has to escape because it will just happen the day that she was going to die if it wasn't for the childbirth that's the day she could stop being a band nai mm. so it's not like she's forever trapped it's like she's got maybe 20 it's years it's like a weird purgatory thing maybe it's a weird purgatory Hmm. That's not the case with the other bands, but there's multiple. There's the bands that he, I'm probably butchered the hell out of that pronunciation, but if I ever cover it, or maybe during the Banshee episode, I'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, before we move on from the band Nye, there's one more thing I should mention. The reason why a claiming to be its adopted child works is because the band Nye is overcome with grief, never able to meet their child. And so hoping that their child will find them. How are you going to close out on them. that for me? Yeah, well, it's because I don't want people to remember the band Nye being the silly titty witch washing some <laughs> clothes. <laughs> it's like, it's a little no. sad. It's a little sad. I'm going to remember yeah, it is as sad. the silly titty, or the silly back titty witch. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's sad. What yeah. And that's the reason why claiming to be its child will actually grant you wishes. Because it's like, oh, you need some wishes, boyo. Oh. Yeah. Poor poor bad nine. Well mine's a little bit happier, I guess. <laughs> Are you curious? Yes. What I'm doing? <laughs> wait, 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 I got one more joke. Okay, okay. The titties that lurk in the dark. <laughs> oh my god. My okay. dad would hear this and go, Oh my god. <laughs> Idiots, that's what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think our most fervent fan is Teresa's grandfather. He loves it so yeah, much. I, I suppose. So, I've done a story that I picked based on our mascot, Kingsley. And I did the Black Cat of Killikey. I almost actually picked... In Dublin. I almost picked a uh, folklore creature that was based off of a black cat. So maybe there's some connection here. Mayhaps. This is, um, it, it apparently was supposed to be um, from an older time. But I, when I was researching, I didn't find much about, like, before this event. So I, I don't know. There was some sources that were saying this creature thing goes back to many years ago. But I never found anything besides this one event. Which was in 1968, a young couple, Nicholas and Margaret O'Brien, bought the Killikey House in Dublin. The house was decrepit, and the couple started to renovate it, planning to turn it into an arts center. However, once renovations began, the workers started reporting hearing strange noises. It's funny that I said that, and Kingsley started hopping around in the background. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear his bell jingling. So basically, the incident soon began to escalate, and the workers were no longer just hearing the strange noises, but also seeing something which terrified them. Oh. At night, workers were met with the sightings of the black cat of Killikey House. Dun, dun, dun. The cat is described as being large, the size of a panther. Whoa. It is said to be able to speak and has disturbingly human-like features on its face. So it's the Black Panther from uh, Jungle Book. No, uh -huh. it has like human. It has like a human face. Oh. But Ew. yeah, it says it has like human-like features. So its mm. eyes look like human eyes, and it's just creepy. I've seen paintings of it, like people that apparently saw it, and it just looks creepy. Yeah, it sounds like a sphinx almost. Yeah, kinda. So um, 
let's see. Its eyes glow and they are described as looking demonic. It is said to appear and disappear in the blink of an eye. The couple were obviously skeptical of their workers' tales of the cat, thinking that they were just being superstitious, but it wasn't long before the O'Briens had an encounter of their own. Margaret O'Brien was speaking to the head painter Tom McCassie, um, Tom McCassie at the house one night about the workers' concerns about the cat. Unconvinced, Margaret decided to stay the night herself. They had been staying separately because, like I said, they wanted to turn this place into an arts center. Um, she made sure to lock all the doors before turning in for bed. So, she was on her way to her room when in the hallway she saw a huge black cat. She gasped at the sight, which caught the attention of the cat. She said it had the most hateful look in its eyes that she had ever seen. She turned to run, but upon looking back, the cat had vanished. Shortly after, there was another incident where the head painter, Tom, was working in the house when a door suddenly swung open on its own. He thought he saw someone in the doorway, like, pulling a prank on him because of all the cat stuff. They thought he was trying to, like, freak him out. Mm -hmm. So he's like, Oi, come out of there. That was my Irish accent. (laughs) Sorry, Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ireland, and happy St. Paddy's Day. (laughs) He was like, Show yourselves. And what entered the room was not a person, but the black cat stalking into the room whilst growling. Terrified, Tom ran from the room. The O'Briens had had enough. They're like, put my foot down. This cat is acting wild. (laughs) So the O'Briens were like, we're going to exercise this demonic cat. So they called in a priest. And you know how Catholic Ireland is. Right. The O'Briens decided to get a priest. We talk about priests a lot in this podcast. Mm-hmm. It actually seemed to work, actually. Surprisingly, the priest did a good job. No more sightings happening. And so the plans to open the houses in the arts center continued. They were like, well, we don't have a demon cat anymore. So I guess we'll just start putting on plays, I suppose. Oh, there goes my notes. So, everything was going fine until a year later in the October of 1969. Um, it was actually the fall of 69. So, basically, a group of actors got um, drunk off their ass. And I don't know, the leprechaun came for them or something and beat them up and was like, you better do a seance in this house. And they're like, okay. So they did a seance in the house. A small black cat in a leprechaun costume. Yeah, they got... <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of a joke. So so a leprechaun and a black cat and a, the, a an woman actor. with a long teeth walks in the <laughs> <laughs> So basically this group of actors, like... I don't know. They were practicing for their role in Cats and heard about um, Cats wasn't out then. I know. <laughs> um, they were, they just were having a ball and it's around Halloween time and they're like, they had heard the stories of the cat and they're like, well, let's try to summon it. And so the cat returned. Oh, those foolish theater students. It's always the theater kids. <laughs> so 
um, local medium Sheila St. Clair was brought to the Killikis to investigate the haunting and felt the presence of not only the cat, but the spirits of two nuns who had been forced to participate in satanic rituals in the 18th century linked to the Hellfire Club. Yeah, I was thinking of them. Have you heard of it? Ghost Adventures. Hellfire Club? Oh, yeah. The the (laughs) Hellfire Club in Dublin is actually very close to the Killikey House. This is why they think that Black Cat was um, appearing there. You know, I think they covered that. I remember the Black Cat. You do? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they must have spoke about it when they talked about the Mm -hmm. Dublin High Ghost Adventures. Zach, if you're listening, wink. I'm single. Ready. Ready. John's crying over here. Just gonna go sob into my coconut rum. You're gonna break out the absinthe. This calls for absinthe. It's okay with the cat with the Nicolas Cage face is here. Oh boy. So the club consisted of wealthy young men who drank and gabbled, gambled, and hired prostitutes but also allegedly took part in devil worship and animal torture. Damn. What a bunch of psychopaths. Actually, um, when I was doing research, I watched a video, and it wasn't limited to just animal torture. They were actually, um, years later, they found um, the skeleton of, um, of a dwarf. So they think that one of the members of the Hellfire Club actually tortured this person because of, you know, being, being a dwarf. Aww. And they killed them and buried them near That's the Hellfire awful. House. So it wasn't just the cats, mm-hmm. but um, basically a lot of um, there's a lot of rumors that the Hellfire Club did a lot of sacrificial things with cats. So specifically black ones, because of the superstitions. Right. So Kingsley, Where hope you, you never Kingsley? meet those people. Run for your life. Yeah, now that's still a thing here. They're the most yeah. murdered cat. Um, one story tells of a priest who went to the Hellfire House in Dublin, and when he entered, he saw a huge black cat with ears so pointed they resembled horns. The priest threw holy water on the cat, and it apparently turned into a demonic figure and fled, burning the roof down as it went. Damn. This almost sounds like the cat from Japan. (laughs) Like a twin-tailed fire cat from Japan. The priest should have just thrown some, uh, mm -hmm. uh, what is it called? What you give to Kingsley? Catnip. 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 <laughs> she just gave him some Be catnip. golden demon. <laughs> <laughs> I, looked in, I looked in your guys' room, and I thought I saw Kingsley, but his eyes were closed. So I was like, hi, Kingsley. And I had to walk in there because I almost thought I was talking to a boot person. <laughs> 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 the darkness. Dude, no, <laughs> black cats from afar are just like blobs of darkness with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're closed, you can't really tell what they are. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. is that a boot or is it your cat? <laughs> <laughs> You'll go to pet a boot. Oh, oh no! Uh, <laughs> here, kitty, kitty. Oh, oh. that's a boot. <laughs> but um, so the Norse um, the Norse goddess Freya. She's um pulled in a chariot by two cats. Mm-hmm. And um, cats have always been really associated with witchcraft because their eyes um wane and wax like the moon. And um, because of the association with cats and witchcraft, and Freya actually is associated with Wicca. Mm-hmm. She's no, no, um, no. she like, is a goddess in Wicca, not only Norse mythology, yeah, but no, she's actually um, worshipped in Wicca as well. In Norse mythology, magic is a major part of it, and like uh, it's seen normally as a feminine thing. But the god uh, Odin is a big practitioner of magic. 
Lovecraft is seen as a highly feminine thing in Norse mythology, but the big god, the god that kind of mirrors Zeus, Odin, has practiced witchcraft as well. I always thought that was a weird thing because it's like it was back in a time where manliness was super important with Thor and and all those people being like expert mans at murdering things and stuff. But then the big like the big guy, Odin, doesn't mind like doing things that are seen as womanly because he was always in the pursuit of power. And I always thought that was an interesting thing. Sorry, that was a side note on Odin and Freya. No, I mean, that's fine, but mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was interesting that um, I'm not sure if up in Ireland they they take much part in um, Norse mythology. Yeah, I think that's, like, it is it is a big thing in, like, uh, most of Northern Europe, Northwestern yeah. Europe. Because I was doing some research about it, and um, people were mentioning Freya and how she um, has the chariot that's pulled by cats. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people were talking about how that is one of the original things that led to people believing that cats were involved with witchcraft because Freya was seen as like kind of like a witchy goddess. Yeah, for a podcast that's that claims to be only about folklore and urban legends, we talk about mythology a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Future episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about Hercules' 12 trials. But yeah, that's that's actually all I have on the Black Cat of Killikey. All right. Uh, well, we had a really long episode last week. Maybe, maybe with all the added uh, commentary, <laughs> we'll have a decent episode length episode this yeah, week. Yeah, perhaps around 40, 40 minutes, maybe. I yeah, don't know. you know, forty minutes is fine. Forty minutes yeah. is fine. Yeah, you, you guys will be spared, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to talk, for us to talk for an hour. Oh man. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode maybe hopefully next week i'll pick a creature that can be taken seriously (laughs) what do you mean i liked your titty witch (laughs) (laughs) like ass-eating turtles titty witch like i don't want any much look just watch yeah watch the episode last episode oh boy so i guess that's that for this episode everyone happy saint patrick's day live audience clap now Happy St. Patrick's Day and we're sorry, Ireland. We're sorry, Ireland. We're sorry, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> and then we had it. I had to grab my titty and, and I'm out. Let me oh grab God. my teeth off this table. Okay, <laughs> bye everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Bye. bye. bye.